0: Good evening, it's Joe Banks speaking from Alive with Flavour, and I'm sitting in my beautiful sunny garden on a May evening. It's May the 14th, and we're very lucky the sun has come out this evening. And um, not that I'm sitting with a gin and tonic, I'm definitely thinking about a gin and tonic, uh, but it's only a Tuesday evening. I am building up for my next supper club in a few weeks' time, a very exciting one for me at Alive with Flavour because we're discussing and learning about gin. Um, not just gin and gin and tonic and drinking gin but our whole supper three courses will be inspired with a touch of gin in the menu. So we're just working on the final details and when I say we I've been delighted to be working with Pipe House Gin on uh, this forthcoming supper club. Now Emma Priestley uh, is one of four of the originators of Pipehouse Gin based in Tunbridge Wells and one of the small um, producers, which is very exciting, a craft gin uh, company. And they've just bought out their second flavour um, involving pink grapefruit. So again, that will be something that is shown in our menu in a couple of weeks. But I was talking to Emma about uh, gin, finding out it's been on trend for such a long time, um, such a versatile drink, low in calories and lots of different flavours. Um, my favourite way is to drink it over ice with my favourite Fever Tree tonic. Um, but really, has gin suddenly blown up becoming a trendy drink or have we peaked? Where, where are we now with the world of gin? I was doing a little bit of homework and uh, really there's no straightforward answer. Uh, gin goes right back to the, oh, well, certainly the 70s. It was very popular, gin and tonic, but always served as quite a small um, mixer drink. What I laugh about now is uh, the goldfish bowl of gin and tonic. When you order a massive glass, it seems to come bigger and bigger. So I'm not complaining at all, but it's um, quite a large serving these days. Um, And very refreshing in the sunshine. So um, looking at some of these uh, experts, and um, I was just looking at the flavours in the classic um, gins. They've all got the gin base, but obviously they... um, combine that core flavour with a multitude of others and that could be the dry wine and herbs of vermouth bitter orange of campari or bright citrus flowers and herbs and gin has a special ability to act as a binding base spirit it's clear and light so it won't compete with other ingredients as brown spirits tend to do But it's spiced herbal flavours act like a little bit of salt and pepper um, with the flavours. And so that's something we're going to be really exploring in our menu, which is exciting. But talking about versatility, it makes it a highly valuable tool for the uh, cocktail uh, bartender. So it's been a natural go-to for the small distilleries that have sprung up around the globe practically overnight i think i've just read something like 315 um gin distilleries in the uk now uh, which has just escalated hugely over the last few years um When you come right down to it, gin is basically flavoured or infused vodka, an unaged grain spirit bolstered with herbs and spices. And there's no ageing period. Distillers can produce gin and get it to market very quickly, which is a good thing. But also we need to be careful. Um, What makes a good gin? Like any other quality spirit, it must be distilled well. And even if it can be distilled quickly, it should not be a harsh um, or contain any of that burning methyl flavours that uh, signify a poorly made spirit. Uh, Gin can be bold, bracing, lots of juniper, um, or it can be soft, floral, round and citrusy. Whatever the case, it shouldn't be overly sharp and it must contain some element of juniper. It should also be quite clean cut and complex, but the botanical blend should not taste um, muddied or feel off balance. I think this is a very good comment. A good gin will not taste like a herb garden put through a blender. Um, So it's accentuating the piney base of the juniper. Um, So interesting comments there. Um, Just looking through. I think gin is ripe for revival. Um oh this is a few years ago. Um the 90s had their cosmopolitans, um flavored vodkas, the bourbon bourbon craze and um then there's gin. So uh yes, it's it's commenting about the 90s. Um did it ever go off trend? Um from many years ago, I don't think so. Um uh, I'm just having a quick read through. It's very interesting what all these drinks experts say. say. Um, again, it's an affordable uh, spirit, unlike some of the others. Um, I'm just having a look through. um So I believe a number of factors coming together has driven um, the upsurge of gin in recent years. Um, Jumped on the gin train, add to the mix the huge variety available from one end with something like Hoxton's gin with coconut, Um, throw in the healthy number of cocktail bars and mixologists, the growth of artisan gins that are now in line with the craft broom, uh, and finally, a big credit has got to go to the tonics. Fever Tree has helped by adding the quality branding to gin, um, you know, massively. And I'm a huge fan of Fevertree. What did we do before that? So uh, I've got a, a comment here. I mean, when I first entered the spirits industry in the 1980s, this is... a uh, renowned uh, booze expert. Jim was at the bottom of the USA spirit choices. One would hear descriptions that included references to bathtub gin and to moonshine. Comments like, Jim makes me sick, it must be the junipers. Uh, fast forward to the craft and cocktail enthusiasm of the last 10 years, and gin has unquestionably grown in choice and desirability. Um, I think that Hendrix Gin started the ball rolling with two factors, premium pricing and taste. So maybe that was the case. More recently, other factors have added to the interest, particularly botanicals and styles of gin. Here's where the cocktail culture and enthusiasm have become the category drivers. I'm quite excited. We're, we're having a little gin bar opening close to us Um now now gin takes its place as a cherished cocktail ingredient and as a viable alternative and a place to go beyond vodka yes it's interesting just going back to um numbers and um let me just tell you uh here we go britain is now home to 315 gin distilleries i did think i said that earlier on um gin sales in the on trend grew by 15 percent in volume in the year ending 9th of september 2017. uk drank the equivalent of 1.32 billion gnts in the last 12 months of that date um 2017 so that's going to have increased even more now um needless to say gin is a storming success Um, Very much the Invoke spirit of the decade and uh, not going anywhere, according to uh, this article. Consumers are also looking for interesting flavours, premium quality and above all, a really positive experience. And gin delivers on that time and time again. Well, with that, I'm going to finish. I'm going to go and get back on with... um, my running around for the evening and uh, domestic duties uh, with the family. So have a think about gin. Come and join us and learn a little bit more on the 5th of June. Um, join me and uh, Emma from Pipe House Gin. And uh, we'll be discussing some uh, the botanicals and some of the tasting techniques and all sorts of uh, tips about gin. So yes, drop me an email joe banks at alivewithflavour.com to find out more about the 5th of June or generally more about my supper club membership and other future events www.alivewithflavour.com